Hello, welcome to the Fat Lips, a podcast for fat people about fat people. I'm your fat host, Ash. And on today's episode, I'm talking to Brittany, who is sweet and hilarious, and she has the cutest accent. And she's talking about her experience as a fat driver for rideshare services or a rideshare service. And she has so many stories, good ones, horrifying ones. And I wanted her to be able to uh, talk about those. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. And here's Brittany. Um, I, I did. I was telling my brother that I was doing this because for years when podcasts came out, I was like, I can't, like, I, I won't listen to them. And it wasn't out of like, you know, I don't like podcasts. It was out of the fact that like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to this lovely story. And then my mind wanders and it's an hour later and I'm suddenly like, what just happened? Like, I was not listening to this at all. So he is like a huge podcast nerd and has recommended them to me for years and years. So I was telling him like, I'm going to record for a podcast. And he was like, what are you going to say? And I was like, I don't know. Like my biggest fear is that she's going to be like, hey, this is Brittany. And I'm going to go, what up, what up, what up? And he goes, you seriously haven't prepared anything, but you've been worried about what you're going to say. And I was like, yeah. So it's like that scene in Bridget Jones where she's like, don't call my boss tits pervert. You know what I'm saying? But it's like in her mind. I'm like, what up, what up, what up? Well, I'm definitely putting that in. I hope you know. (laughs) So that's your introduction to the world. It's been done. What up, what up, what up? We actually, he and I practiced saying hello on the phone to each other. He was like, just do a sing-songy hello. And I was like, hello. (laughs) Just back and forth. So he's the best. (laughs) I'm very happy that you practiced saying hello. I'm so honored. I know. Like, seriously, that's what I was. I was like, I could have written down something to talk, like talking points or something. But instead I was like, hello, hello. Just in my apartment by myself. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to take a quick break to talk about Big Figs. Um, as you guys know, I love my Big Fig mattress. And the colder it gets, the harder it is for me to get out of bed in the morning. Because this bed is so comfortable. And I've had it for over a year and I'm still just as in love with it. There's not a single dip in it. It doesn't creak or moan or move under me. The frame is so sturdy. It has never made me feel unsafe at all. And this is just the best mattress I've ever slept on. And it's made for me. It's made for fat people. It features hybrid technology with 1600 pocketed springs and memory foam for comfort and support. And maybe my favorite feature are those reinforced sidewalls because I like to sit on the edge of my bed And most of the time on old mattresses, anytime I would sit on the bed, I would start to feel it breaking down under me. This just does not happen on the big fig. That's the side is still sturdy and firm underneath me. And when I go to bed at night, it doesn't feel like I've been sitting on the edge. I am in love with this bed and I will never sleep on anything else. And I don't have to because there's a 20 year warranty. Go to bigfigmattress.com to learn more about this bed and use the code FATLIP at checkout to get $100 off of your purchase and to let them know that I sent you. Get the first bed that was made for a bigger figure with Big Fig. But I'm still like a little bit sick, so it's just been ongoing like for weeks. I don't understand it. And I think it's like that thing where, you know, when parents send their kids to elementary school and they come back with a cold every single week because it's like, (laughs) it's that thing about like, I never leave my house except to drive. And so when I drive, then six people get in my car and it's always, girl, I've got now in there, I bring uh, orange juice with me. I have Lysol spray in my door. I have like emergency. I'm 
I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet, like, the germs that come through your car are intense. <laughs> I mean, just, it's wild. People are gross, too. And, like, I did, like, an etiquette thing on my Instagram stories about, like, don't, like, I understand you have to go places when you're sick. Like, I take people to and from the hospital and, like, urgent care and stuff like that. But, I mean, sit in the back and put your hand over your mouth when you yeah. cough. You know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of thing. Just good Lord. Oof. Yeah. You need like you need like a screen, some sort of anti antibacterial partition. Yes, girl. Like, or just hang a, a hang a mosquito net. <laughs> so you can just like spray with Lysol. Don't touch me. That would be good, honestly, because people touch my hair all the time too. So Ew. that would help me in multiple ways. Yes. Why? Uh, I think it's just so my hair is really long. It's to my butt mm-hmm. and um and you know this because you have like really long hair and I think people are just fascinated with like hey I don't know it's so wild to me like but people will grab it and like stroke it and pet it like I even had yeah. a lady braid it one night yeah it's like it's, God. it's interesting people are so <laughs> weird so no personal space I would never grab somebody's hair and just start touching it in public. No. Like, it's wild. I would never I have touch to... my Uber driver. Like, never. <laughs> I, just, I know. I would never. I just one couple get in one time. So I picked them up from a Mexican restaurant. And the woman was tanked and, like, fell in my back seat. And her husband sat up front with me because she was, like, spread across my back seat. Yeah. And she was so drunk. And she, like, I was talking to her husband. And we were cutting up and stuff. And then she just bolts up and, like, sticks her head in between the seats in between the two of us. And she was like, you are so funny. And I was like, thank you so much. (laughs) And then she started, like, rubbing my hair. And I was like, oh, okay. She was like, I love your hair. You should come hang out with us when you drop us off. And her husband was like, no, Samantha, she has to do her job. And I was like, yeah, I got to work, girl. But. I wish, yeah, and then she just kept insisting, like, you should come hang out with us, and I was like, oh, you know, girl, if I wasn't busy, I would definitely hang out with you, and then she goes, we don't want to fuck you, and I was like, oh, God, I know, I was like, okay, girl, I don't want to fuck you either, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, her husband gave me a huge tip, he was so embarrassed, I felt so bad for him, oh, God, I'm sure you get many, many drunk people, (laughs) yes, I feel like that's my main clientele, so it's pretty funny. God, that's so weird. I cannot imagine. <laughs> I am horrified at the thought of just reaching out and touching an Uber driver. I, yeah, it's. I've never touched anybody. Actually, you know what? I did. I grabbed a girl's arm the other day that was sitting up beside me because I was laughing. I was so surprised, but we were talking about. Um, ex-boyfriends and she's like oh, I've been broken up for a year I picked her up to take her to the airport at like four in the morning so it was like a super early drive and she was like I'm going to Vegas I'm celebrating my breakup and I was like oh you know I just passed like the year anniversary of my breakup which is that's like a weird thing to think about and I was like she was like yeah me too that's what I'm celebrating is that like I survived you know and I was like that's so cool and she said um my ex still texts me sometimes, even though he's in a relationship. And I was like, oh, he does? And she said, yeah, he always tells me, like, how much he misses my boobs. So I just Google um, boob shots and, like, save them from the Internet and send them to him. <laughs> Which, it it made me laugh so hard. Like, so I instinctively just, like, reached out and grabbed her arm like she was my girlfriend. Like, ah! You know? <laughs> but I was almost laid out. It was so funny. Just the thought of someone that, like, loved you so intently and misses your breath so desperately and then can't recognize that they're just right like doesn't he notice that those are not her boobs (laughs) or that like Um, the two the last two shots she sent were different pairs of boobs totally different areola sizes men are so simple girl oh yeah i feel like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is a it's a it's a very interesting job i've had a lot i've had um I've had people puke in my car. I had one time I picked up these girls to take them to a bar and they were definitely all underage. I live in a college town Mm -hmm. and they were definitely all underage and they were all really, really drunk. And so they got in and then 
one girl was like, oh, I'm going to be sick. And so I pulled over and they all got out and I have like everything in my car. I have trash bags. I have, you know, so the girl was like, she needs a hair tie. So I like grabbed a hair tie off my steering wheel and I was like, here you go. And like gave her hair tie and gave him a garbage bag so she could puke him. And then the one girl gets out that puke and the girl gets out is like cheering her on. She's like, come on, Emily, you can do it. Let's puke and rally, you know? Wow. And then the other two girls, yeah, the other two fall out, take both of their pairs of shorts all the way off and pee in the yard beside this girl that's puking. So I'm like, all of a sudden I've become complicit in like, devious sex crimes like outside the the middle of the road I'm like oh gosh so I'm just like rehearsing my speech for the police officer like I cannot control for adult women I I am just the driver (laughs) I don't know them none of this is my idea you know oh but yeah so I've I've seen some stuff wow wow yes (laughs) god I can't even imagine people are interesting weird so like has anybody ever like said anything to you about being fat or like has it ever been an issue yeah like um I've had uh I had a guy one time get in and he was like making conversation with me and he asked me if I was married Mm -hmm. and I said no and he said how did I know the only aisle you'd ever walk down was a grocery aisle wow I know, and I was so stunned that, like, I couldn't even fake laugh, you know? Like, right. wh- how how we're conditioned to just be like, mm-hmm, no big deal, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I couldn't even fake laugh because I was just like, I cannot believe, like, I'm doing you a favor here, you know? Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of my car. Yeah, and so I was like, uh, okay. So then when I dropped him off uh, at the bar that he was going to like I picked him up from a bar and took him to another so when I dropped him off he gave me a $10 cash tip and he was like please don't rate me down for saying that and Too I didn't late. because I know I know right I, I didn't because like I just I don't know I, I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm like too forgiving of people's attitudes and stuff but I didn't mess this rating up and then I got a request to pick him up a couple weeks later and I recognized his name in the pickup location and so I canceled it like I didn't pick him up again yeah yeah I mean I feel like that's yeah. a good decision it's it's weird yeah. because like you expect that online like you expect assholes yeah. online but for someone to say that while in your car that's like coming into someone's house and shitting all over everything like that's so fucking yeah. rude <laughs> It is definitely weird. And, like, a lot of the times I've even found that people don't have, like, the, a lot of stuff that I get in public is, like, just looks, you know? Like, yeah. a lot of people don't even have the gumption to, like, comment in in public, much less, like, inside my personal vehicle. Yeah, right, it's, right. it's very, it's very interesting. I've had, like, people rate me down, like, will act like everything's fine and then they rated me down and said like my car is too small or there's not enough room and stuff like that and I'm like I'm sorry you're the six foot four monster who didn't want to spring for an uber xl you know (laughs) right my I'm sorry my Ford Focus is too tiny to fit you with all my fat and your legs in it but yeah it's I don't know I've had a lot of really cool people though like um the I think the most nerve-wracking ride was my first ride because I had never done it before. Mm-hmm. And my car is small, and I'm super fat, you know. So I fit in my car fine. Um, but when I'm driving other people, I didn't even think about, like, my seat was back all the way when I went to pick these people up. Yeah. And I picked up four people, like four adults, in, in a <laughs> Ford Focus. And so – when I pulled up, I was like, okay, you know, it's my first ride. Like, everything's going to be fine. So when they opened the back door behind me, the guy goes, hey, can you move your feet up? And I was instantly just terrified because the adjustment bar is under my feet. I'm huge. I have tiny little T-Rex arms. Like, there's no way. Like, and I didn't want the production of, like, having to get out and, like, totally. physically move my feet up. You know, because it's just, it's a whole thing at that point. And so I was like, oh, God. So I don't know. It was just an absolute miracle that I somehow, 
just dove underneath myself and grabbed the bar and like scooted it up against the wheel. But yeah, I make sure it's to like panic fully adrenaline. My feet. Oh, girl. Yeah. It was just the whole time, like, my ears didn't even work for a while, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. It was like, it was like, so you know, much. when people like get that surge of adrenaline and they have to pick a baby, pick a car up off of a baby. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened to you in that moment. You're like, I oh, fuck, to- I got to do it right now. <laughs> definitely move my body yeah absolutely it was uh it was interesting but I I adjust my feet now before I go and um and I haven't yeah I don't know I get a lot of knees in my back but I don't get tons of like verbal complaints most people are at least kind enough to fake it in the car and then they'll give me a bad star rating afterwards <laughs> that's so fucked I'm so angry it's weird I think you know people just I don't know. I mean, I, I've i never looked at someone that was different than me in public and thought like, oh, this person is clearly less deserving of like kindness or gentleness or just like decent behavior, you know, so mm-hmm. it doesn't compute with me how other people can do that. But I mean, I don't know. I know some people are like, actually have like phobias of fat people. Like I had an eighth grade teacher who was scared of fat people and would like tell our class like all these like terrible health you know health facts and I say like facts in quotation marks about fat people and like you know that they smell and like all this awful stuff so I like I obviously know people like that exist because I had like a run-in when I was really young with somebody like that but it just it still boggles the mind sometimes you know Wow, that is incredibly fucked up and so damaging towards to kids like wow yeah I know it was it was it was wild too because I was not I've always been fat but I was not like the fattest of my classmates in high school like there were and I I mean it's hilarious that I can say this but there were a couple of kids that were larger than me and so you know even at that point I was like god I hope that they're okay you know what I'm saying like Uh, yeah this is it's so bad like it made me feel nervous but I also hope that the kids who are larger than me are like you know, not wrecked by this. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, people are weird, but people are fucked up. They they sure are. (laughs) It's a pretty awful thing. So have you had like any like creepy encounters? Yeah. I've had a couple. I had, um, I had one guy, the first, the first bad ride that I had was, a man I picked up from a restaurant and I was taking him back to his job. So it was like around noon mm-hmm. and he was um, not from America and we were talking and there was like a little bit of a language barrier, but um, it wasn't terrible. And like, we were able to kind of like piece together a conversation, you know? And when I dropped him off, he was like, can I get your phone number? And I was like, Oh, it's in the app, which if you don't know, it actually, it gives you a fake number. So it like hides your, yeah. it hides your real number and your driver, your rider's real number, you know? So um, I was like, oh, it's in the app. And he was like, no, not, that's not real. And I was like, oh God, he knows. And then he was like, you know, give me your number. So, and I'm going to call you right now so I can see it's your phone number. Uh. Yeah. And I was thinking like, okay, I'm a woman. I'm alone in my car. Like, I don't really know what to do. So I gave him my number. He called. It rang on my phone and then he got out. So I immediately blocked his number (laughs) and I rated him down. And then I just called Uber and I was like, I don't think that this man should be suspended from the app. Like, but I think that somebody should tell him like, that's a clear intimidation tactic. Yeah. And you shouldn't use, (laughs) you shouldn't treat women like that. You know, like it's just so weird. So I had that guy, I had another guy that I picked up from a bar who um tried to just repeatedly kiss me through the ride and the fucked up thing about that was that his friend was sitting in the back seat and I was like no 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 you know no 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 please don't kiss me and he kept like leaning towards me while I was driving and he would get like really close to my face and I would have to like put my hands up like in between us you know Mm -hmm. to keep him off me and I was like no please stop please stop but we were on the interstate you know, and I don't know, it's just, I think, 
I think sometimes I, I worry too much about how things will impact other people. Like I thought about, okay, I could pull over and end the ride and they can get out, but it's also dark and he's intoxicated and you know, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I pulled up to his house, like where the directions told me to go. His friend gets out of the car. He stays in the car, which I'm like, okay, you don't have enough guts to say like, Hey, don't do that to her. Don't treat her like that. But at least stay in the car. Yeah. You know that he's not like physically assaulting me, you know? So he just kept on. And finally I said, I have pepper spray in my console. Like I need you to get out or I'm going to have to use it. And so he got out and I rated him down and then I called Uber and talked to them about it. And then the last one, which is like the worst, because it started so good was I had this, um, I picked up this man from a bar at 3am and he was writing under someone else's name. So like, I know it's a thing to like get call Ubers or call Lyft or whatever for your friends, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, if they're drunk or whatever, they can't do it. You know, I've picked up people like that before, but I don't do it anymore because if it's not for you, their information is not in my phone. So there's no recourse if something were to go wrong, you know, right. it all falls back on you. And other people should be aware of that too. Like if you're getting a ride share ride for your friend, like, if they do something shady, then you're responsible for it, you know? Right. So, um, but it was like three 30 and I was picking him up from working at a bar. And so I knew he had been working all night and he was like, this is my mom's account or whatever. And I don't know, I just kind of like felt a little pity. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll take you home. So he gets in and we start talking and then he brings up like politics and religion, which is wild. Cause I never talked with anybody about that. And, but we both agreed on the same stuff. And I was like, well, this is nice. Like, (laughs) if I have to talk about it, at least we're on the same page. So we're like discussing all this stuff. And then um, we pass over this, you know, street with that's really well lit. And he goes, Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I just saw your eyes in the rear view mirror and they're beautiful. I'm so taken with you. And I was like, because he was cute and he was like intelligent and well-spoken and that was a very non-creepy thing to say which I appreciate like I get a lot of like gross compliments so it was really nice to have somebody be like oh I love your lovely eyes you know like that right right so I was like oh that's very sweet and so um we kept talking and then he was like I'd like to get your number you know if I could and uh you know, maybe I could take you out sometime. And I was like, that's really awesome. And so um, I finally pulled up to his house and he was like, hey, can you turn around for a minute? And so I parked and I turned around because I guess I thought he was going to like shake my hand or like smile at me or, yeah, you know? or say something <laughs> nice again. Yeah. Yeah. So I turned around and his full dick was out of his pants. Wow. Mm-hmm. Of course it was. Like, of course it was. Yeah. That's exactly, that was my exact reaction. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is exactly what should have happened, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I um, I did that thing where when you're a woman and you don't want somebody to murder you because you're rejecting them, um, you go, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, put your dick away. And, like, kind of laughed a little bit. But inside I was like, oh, Terrified. God. Yeah, now it's 4 a.m. It's completely dark outside. I'm at this strange man's house. Like, he could kill me, you know? Mm. So he did. He, like, you know, put himself back in his pants and then got out. But I had given him my number a little bit before that. So he, like, immediately texted me, like, three dick pics. And so I blocked his number. <laughs> and then I um I called Uber and I was really upset about it. And like, obviously I just, I felt like, I felt like I had been kind of duped a little bit too, you know? Yeah. And I talked to some girlfriends about it and they were like, you know, we go to that bar. So you should call that bar and tell them like what that guy did, you know? Cause I didn't, um, I didn't actually rate his account down because it was his mom. And in my head I was like, she shouldn't have to pay for how this guy acted, you know? 
And my friends are like, maybe he wasn't on his account because he got kicked off for doing something gross. Yeah, like that's probably exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I, I ended up calling the bar and I was like, look, I've been here a lot. Um, I didn't know this particular person. I told them, you know, his name. And the uh, manager was like, I don't know what we can do, but like, I appreciate you calling me. And I was like, look, I don't, I'm not trying to get this guy fired. I just, he's around women and they should know like not to be alone with him in a walk-in or in a back corner or, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. Like if he's going to be doing that. And so, um, and then when I did speak to the like reconciliation team of the rideshare department, um, she, she actually called and asked me to send her the pictures as proof. And so then I felt horrible cause I had to like dick pick this woman. <laughs> so, so I sent her the pictures and she was like, okay, you know, we've canceled the account and stuff. It was just a whole big, a whole big ordeal. So, and it made me feel really like upset. I think it was the first time I cried about people behaving poorly in my car like I've had people be a little gross but I've never actually felt like someone could have hurt me if they wanted to Mm -hmm. I had to be polite to them to ensure the fact that I didn't get hurt and I just felt really taken advantage of you know totally totally and like just being terrified in your own space like that's so disturbing and unsettling yeah yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I love what I do is because I have a lot of like social anxiety and I also feel like I spend the majority of my life trying to like minimize myself in order to fit into places that are not necessarily made for me, like both physically and like just emotionally, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, so in my car, I feel really safe and comfortable and like, I know you know, I'm, I know I'm good at my job. I'm, I'm great at driving. I'm kind. I'm like courteous. So to be exposed to that in a place where I feel really safe was, was very unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That is so fucked up. (laughs) Thanks. It does. It's, it's such. And like, I hope that, I don't know. I, I just hope that maybe he'll think about, how he, how he treats people from now on or like maybe I don't know maybe he thinks I was sending him some sort of signal but I certainly don't have any like please expose your naked dick to me signals no so. there is no signal for that there is no sing- <laughs> signal for I'm using a ride sharing service and yeah. have my dick out in the back of a, an innocent woman's car <laughs> right, right. No, you're absolutely right there's nothing uh, besides verbally stating exactly that. There's nothing that I could have done that would have made him feel that way. Yeah. Wow. Oh, people are weird. Creep. I know it's terrible, but I've had I've had some really good rides. Like I would I would honestly say about ninety eight percent of the people that I drive are super nice and friendly and funny and kind and um you know, ask me about my life and my family. I feel like people have like the same questions for Uber drivers or Lyft drivers, you know, like how long have you been driving? Are you from here? And you know, that kind of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I have, I've had some like really fun times. And so it's, I I think it's a good, it's a good job. I actually started originally because I was out of work and I, um, you know, mentioned before that I'm like super fat. So I, I ended up gaining a lot of weight in a really short period of time. Um, and then was like struggling with some like mental health stuff. So traditional employment wasn't really an option for me at that point. Yeah. And um, which I know a lot of people can relate to be it like, Oh, I can't fit in a regular size office chair or I don't want to have to walk a mile to get to a restroom or right. I can't, you know, like that kind of thing. So I, um, I happen to be like good with people. And so, I owned this car and I thought, you know, why not use this kind of as a stopgap? So I did. And then I just really enjoyed being able to make my own schedule and 
drive when I want, work as long as I want to, go home when I want, you know, that kind of thing. So it's been nice. And, like, I don't want to discourage fat people from, like, doing rideshare because if that's something that could work for you, you should totally do it. So, like, on a, in a lot of ways, I think, you know, having Uber and Lyft and, like, you know, ride-sharing services in general, like, having that opportunity to be able to do that is could be, like, huge for fat people that, you know, otherwise can't sit in an office all day or whatever. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And, like, a lot of it is is mental as well as physical. So, like, you know, struggling with, like, a lot of times it was very hard for me to, like, convince myself to go into work. And, and I don't mean it in the way where you, like, wake up and you're like, oh, my God, my bed is so toasty. Or, like, I would rather watch Hallmark movies all day. You know, it's, like, um, <clears throat> just a struggle, be it, like, the work environment, the people that you're around, um, anxiety, agoraphobia, like, um, you know, other stressors and things like that it was really – a challenge for me in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and then dealing with personal stuff on top of that so to to have all of those pressures and to have the option of like well you already own this car this is the way that you can make money was such a blessing and a boon in a way that just a few years ago we wouldn't have even had that option no you know? no yeah I I mean I think it's huge and I think and like I don't yeah. want to I definitely don't want to like discourage other fab people from doing it because like, as you said, 98% of your experiences have been great. Yeah. Super positive. And I, you know, I love my town. You know, I live in Nashville and um, I get to tell people, you know, like when we drive past landmarks and stuff, I can tell people about them and here's a great place to go for brunch and here's a great place for cocktails and stuff like that. And so I like, that I, I feel honestly like a tour director kind of, you know, mm -hmm. and I've had a lot of people ask for my number. Um, and I, just as a, um, I don't know, as a warning, <laughs> rideshare services do not want you to share your information with people because that's your personal private information. Mm -hmm. And for your safety, you shouldn't do that. But I have met like, a group of bachelorette women who have said like, we're going to be here tomorrow. Are you driving tomorrow? And then I would be able to go pick them up, you know? And yeah. so they just like essentially call for my ride or like, or my car or whatever when I'm near them and I'm able to pick them up. And that's been awesome because I get to drive cool people around that I feel safe with. And yeah. I really love driving women around. So anytime women are like, Hey, would you drive us again? I'm like, absolutely girl. Tell me where to meet you. You know? <laughs> um so that's been fun the ride sharing services should have like an option for um for drivers to be able to only select women I feel like that would I, be so yes so useful because like there I've are so many much. so many but then I feel but then what happens if there's like a creepy driver who only wants to pick up women, like a creepy guy driver. That only wants to pick up women. <laughs> but I think like I think the riders should be able to choose. Like I don't think the drive like the drivers necessarily like. I would love to only be able to choose to pick up women because I would honestly do that in a heartbeat. Um, but every woman I've ever had in my car has expressed excitement that I'm a female uh, rideshare driver, mm -hmm. even when they're with other men. You know, they're still like. Oh, it's so cool that a woman was able to pick us up, you know? So yeah, I know I, I get what it's like. And I feel, I just feel instantly more safe and more comfortable. Um, so I definitely think that that's a thing. There is a rideshare service in town started by a woman um, for female drivers and female passengers. Um, that's so cool. I talked to, yeah. I talked to her briefly about uh, working with him, but they're just getting started and there's not really a way to document rides and things like that so it's a little hard for me to get into it just for like tax purposes but yeah. I think it's a really ambitious undertaking and I really hope it works because I would love to work with somebody like that in the future yeah totally totally hmm. well and at least it's good that have recourse with places like Uber and Lyft like if something bad happens that 
you're not alone. Like you aren't just forced to just swallow it, this terrible experience. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I, I feel like when it comes to like men and like sexually aggressive behavior, but I did have um, two terrible lady writers and, um, <laughs> and it got, so I picked up, um, essentially it was like one of the rides where you can get like multiple riders mm-hmm. and they, they can choose to ride with other people to like make their ride cheaper. And so I picked up the ladies at a bar and the second that they got in, like they were so wasted that like, you know, when you get so drunk that you like can't use your eyes any longer. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I know like it's time to go home, girl. I can't see anything anymore. So, (laughs) so, um, so like her eyes were like barely open and I was like, Ooh, she's faded like real hard. And so they sat in the back. And then I got another request to pick up someone. So while I was on my way to him, she was like, hey, can we stop at a gas station? And I said, we actually can't. Like, normally I could if you're riding by yourself, but we have to pick somebody else up. And he's waiting on us, so we can't stop. And so um, I kept driving, and she was like, okay, I understand. And then a few minutes later, she goes, hey, but can we stop at a gas station? And I said, you know, ma'am, I'm so sorry. If you rode by yourself, yes, I could. But because someone else is now waiting and paying, you know, I can't do that. So I pick him up. He gets in and she asks if we can go to a gas station. And I said, ma'am, this man is paying for this ride too. So now it's his time and his money. And we can't stop anywhere because we don't want other people to have to pay for you to stop somewhere. And the guy just kept, because he didn't want to tell her no, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not his job. And so um, they had put in, like, you know, in their drunken state or whatever while they were requesting their destination, but they didn't put the address in. They just put, like, a street name. Mm-hmm. And so I get to where I'm going, and I'm like, I, I don't know where you live. Like, do you live anywhere near around here? Because this is not, you know, a, a location. Like, where I'm at clearly is in the middle of the street downtown, there's no, there's nowhere to go. And I said, ma'am, do you, do you know where we are? Are you aware of where we're at right now? And she said, yes. And I said, can you tell me how to get to where you live? And she said, you can't take me to a gas station. I can't help you get home. So what did she want so, you to do in that moment? I have no idea. I mean, she's just so drunk. And I was like, what do you need that badly from the gas station girl? You're going to harangue a rideshare driver. So I pulled over. And I said, I need you guys to get out of the car. And the the boy in the front was like sinking into himself. I felt so badly for him. And so they were like, what? No, we're not getting out. And I said, you know, you guys are not helping me. You put in an incorrect address. You're both intoxicated. I'm not taking you to where you need to go. Like, I need you to get out immediately. And so they kept screaming no. And I realized like, I had said something to them about it, but now here I am also making this guy pay and wait for this argument. Right. So I was like, do you know how to get home? And the sister who had previously not been paying as much attention said, yes, I know where to go. And I said, okay, well, I need you to tell me where to go because you guys didn't put in the address. So she helped me get them to where they were going and I let them out. And then I took him to where he was going. And I just have this gut feeling that I needed to call and talk to the, you know, the rideshare company that I work for about it because it just was such a nasty ride. And then there was an argument in front of the other rider and stuff, which this stuff never happens. So I called them and I just said like exactly how many times she had asked me. I told them the whole story. Like I just told you and they were like, okay, well, you know, we don't have any complaints or whatever. So I'm driving. I realize that they rate me one star, which really impacts my rating and is frustrating, Mm -hmm. but I keep working. And then two hours later, I get a notification on my phone that my account's been suspended and that those women reported me for drunk driving. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was obviously like very upset. So I called and I was like, you guys have me on recording like you can tell that I'm not remotely intoxicated you know like I called in and spoke to you guys you can listen to that and also there was another rider in the car who knows that I wasn't drunk you can talk to him and then I pointed out that they had put in an address who wasn't you know that wasn't even close to their destination and stuff so 
Anyway, they investigated for like 48 hours. I don't know if they investigated, but they finally put my account back online. But I was very upset. So, like, people can just make false accusations if they don't like you, which is why I'm so hesitant to, like, kick people out of my car or not laugh if they say gross things or, you know, that kind of thing because this is my livelihood. And taking two days off work when I'm not expecting to is, you know, harmful to my finances. Yeah, totally. People are such dicks. Like, to because someone didn't take you to a gas station, you're going to, like, try to get them to lose their job? Like, wow. I know! I just thought about that. Like, it just reminded me so much of, like, you know how they have all the memes, like, with people with the Kate Gosselin hair where they're like, I need to speak to a manager. Yeah, yep. Like, that whole thing. That's exactly what it, what it was like for me. <laughs> people are such assholes. Like, I cannot they imagine, really like... First of all, treating somebody that was doing me a service like that. But secondly, then because they didn't do it the way I wanted them to, trying to get them fired. Like, wow. It's just like, I think it's people that have never worked in that capacity before. It's like, you know, I've waited tables. I've been a cocktail waitress. I've, you know, I've done a lot of different stuff in, in like service, you know, worked retail. I've done all that kind of stuff. So I understand what it's like to deal with people and like to this day I um you know rely on tips and the kindness of people you know and that kind of stuff because I don't make a lot of money I actually had a guy get in my car the other day and asked me if I made eighty thousand dollars a year and I was like what What? kind of drugs (laughs) have you been smoking because I'm (laughs) below the poverty line my good sir you know (laughs) so yeah so I like I rely on you know tips and and um you know, I don't know, like, I just, so it just never occurs to me to, like, treat people that are helping me in any way in a negative way, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't get that mindset. And I I really think it is one of those things where, you know, people talk about, you should be required to work a customer service hotline for six months. You should be required to work at a restaurant for six months. Like, I think everybody should be required to work with the public in some capacity like that just so they have an understanding about the kind of issues people cause just because they have an attitude. Yeah. You know, because of entitlement. Yes. And, and for no good reason, like it's wild. Well, I'm glad that most of your experiences are not like that though. (laughs) No, they're not. I mean, that's, that's why I can tell like with absolute clarity, the top four worst stories because there are, you know, there those stand out because the majority are so good. And I have a lot of fun with people. I happen to have a gift of making absolute fire playlists. And so <laughs> I always get complimented on my music. <laughs> so so people like to touch my hair, girl. They like my music. They like, so everything's good. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think one um, fun female privilege thing that I get is, uh, when I pick people up from the airport, nobody asked me to help them with their luggage. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> always, I, I always rolled up my window and asked, like, I know they're going to say no, but I'm like, oh, hey, girl, you need help with that? And everybody's like, no, I'm good. So, but, um, yeah, that's a benefit to being a lady, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I ever fly to Nashville, I'm definitely calling so that you can come pick me up. Oh, yes, absolutely. I would love that. It, it's so much fun. Like, I've made actual friends on this. Like, I picked up college students one time, and we had such a ball that they all followed me on Instagram. Yeah. And we still talk, like, to this day. Yeah, we, like, comment on each other's photos and stuff. So, it's, it is, it's like, a fun, it's a fun little process. And I, I like it. Um, I think, you know, we talk about, you know, working in offices and stuff. So I've done jobs like that at this size. And I really think like mental health wise for me, it's been awesome. Um, The money is not as steady. So there is something to be said about getting a check that you know for sure is going to cover your bills every month. Yeah. Um, Like I can go out and hustle. I drove on Monday for 12 hours and I made uh, $91, you know, so that's not a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a lot of money. Um, But, you know, it has a lot to do with how many drivers are out at one time. 
is it a holiday? Are people off their normal jobs? Are they working Uber as their second gig? Is the market oversaturated? That kind of yeah. stuff. So I understand that there's, you know, um, peaks and valleys, but I like it a lot. And I feel um, generally very safe. And I feel like people have been kind and um, accepting of me in a way that I feel like people are not normally like going out while fat you know yeah <laughs> trademark is uh is not fun um in a lot of ways and it's what keeps me in my house a lot just like having the need for special accommodations but mm-hmm. not wanting to, I always say like I don't want it to be a thing like yeah totally I don't... <laughs> you get that I mean you get it it's like I need to be dropped off or picked up at the door I um can't um stand up for as long as everyone can I can't walk for as long as everyone can and stuff like that so it just becomes like a production kind of and it feels Mm -hmm. like um I call it the Britney show and so so I opt out of a lot of things and and it's hard you know you opt out of living your life because you don't want it to negatively impact other people and so this one thing gives me a lot of autonomy and it makes me feel like I'm I'm running this show like I'm capable in this area I can drive for hours and hours I'm great at it you know what I'm saying like it it really just makes me feel like okay I'm I'm doing well in this area so that's that's something that I really enjoy about it yeah sounds like I mean sounds like a great option if you if you can do it and you enjoy it like you should definitely do it just keep that pepper spray yeah absolutely girl Yes. Oh, oh, I didn't tell you the best story. I have to tell you the story, okay? Okay. Okay, this is the last this is the last Uber story I'll tell you. It was um it's not actually even that funny, so I'm not gonna tell you the whole thing, but I picked up these very drunk people from a barn in the middle of nowhere and the <laughs> directions to me on the text were literally turn left at the market, um, slow down when you see the storage units and turn right by the rock shaped like a high heel oh okay yes so that is some country shit for you right there (laughs) and I was like yeah this sounds about right for directions out here in the city so so I pull in and pick up these super drunk people and the man asked me to pop my trunk so he can put a cooler in and it's the middle of the night in the woods in a barn so I can only assume there's body parts in that cooler of course (laughs) and another man knocks on my window while that guy's doing that and he's like Hey girl, you want a Lucy for the road? And I was like, No, sir, I'm uh. driving. I, yeah, I can't have a beer. And he goes, Okay, you want a mixed drink, then? And I said, No, because if it has fruit juice in it, you get less drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, girl, I'll get you a diet cocktail, you know. So, um, so we drive. Like, I drive this couple home, and I think that all three of the people in the car are getting out, but it turns out the first man has never used rideshare and doesn't know he has to enter a second location request so he gets out with them pees in their um driveway grabs a <laughs> beer from the trunk and gets back in the car mm-hmm. and yeah i have to take and you're just home. like uh what <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing the whole time i'm just like why Brittany? why do you do this to yourself <laughs> this, this is what you chose you know so, um, so I'm driving him home and he starts talking about, uh, what I'm going to need you to do is you're going to follow me in your car. I'm going to get in my, he called it his, he had a, like a four wheeler that was caged and he called it a two by four. I'm not sure if that's a thing or not. Um, but he was like, I'm going to get in my two by four and you're going to follow me from my driveway down to the driveway from my shop. And you're going to come to my shop and I'm going to give you a hundred dollar tip. So the whole time I'm like. He's definitely got a chainsaw in that shop. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, this is how I died. Okay, I haven't, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Like, this is just, this is it for me. And so, um, so we pull up in his driveway and he gets out and he goes, you promised me you're going to follow me. And I was like, the only reason he would say that is if he was going to kill me, right? Like. (laughs) you promise me you're going to follow me? Like you're 100% going to murder me. So he gets in his um, four wheeler, which has a Trump sticker on the back of it. 
yeah. So already I was like, I hate this night. I hate it. And so I start driving behind him. And then I just scream out the window, I got another ride. And I like floor it because as we're passing a shop, I see it's like a prefab, like metal building. And I, I don't know. I was just for sure that I was going to get killed in there. So that's how I narrowly escaped death the other night. Well, that was recently. <laughs> huh? That was recently. Yeah, girl. That was just, that was three days ago. God, I'm so glad you're alive. Tell the story. It's the first time that I ever pulled out my pepper spray, like, actually out of the compartment. Like, I had taken it out of the package and, like, put it in my hand. And that's the first time I ever felt like I needed to do that. So, everything was kind of okay until I saw that Trump sticker. And I was like, oh, no, he for sure going to murder me in there. Yeah. He's got, like, a, Dex- <laughs> a Dexter, like, hygienic setup in that in that shed. Yes, you know, he's got multiple freezers. He just... Yeah. Yeah, he carves us fully and then puts us in there. I don't know. On one hand, I was like, I am 34 and single, and I haven't really done anything with my life, but I'm I'm still young enough to where I have potential. So if I died right now, people would be like, ah, oh, she was just becoming what she could have been, you know? Right. So I was like, you go ahead and murder me here while I'm still young enough to have a potential life. <laughs> Oh, man, it's a mess. Okay, so Brittany and I talked for two hours, and she had so many other things to say. So I'm going to split this episode into two, and I will give you the rest of the Brittany chat next time. But for now, thank you so much, Brittany. You're hilarious, and I love you. I'll see you, and we'll hear from you again in a couple of weeks. Okay. So thank you to Starcrusher for the music you heard on today's episode, the music that you're hearing right now. And if you would like to hear more, go to cstarcrusher.bandcamp.com. And also, uh, Starcrusher has an Instagram now that he's keeping updated. I will also link that in the show notes. Thank you to Big Fig for your sponsorship and for making the Fat Lip possible. And thank you, as always, to our Patreon patrons. Our patron of the day is Quinn. So thank you so much for your support, Quinn. And if you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring the show, keeping us going, (laughs) go to patreon.com slash the fat lip to find out how. Don't forget to follow us on social media, especially on Instagram. All of those links can be found at the top of the fatlip.com. And if you've got some time, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you haven't found it yet, The Fat Lip is available on Spotify now, so go and listen to it there. Okay, that's all I've got for you this time. I will talk to you again soon, and Brittany will be back with us. Okay, see you later, guys. Bye-bye.